This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD, CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. CBD Calm helps ease tension, soothe irritability, and contributes to a greater sense of contentment through a blend of Plus CBD's award-winning full-spectrum CBD, plus L-theanine and 5-HTP. CBD Sleep aids occasional sleeplessness with CBD plus melatonin as well as soothing magnolia bark extract and relaxing lemon balm so you can get the rest you need and wake up alert and focused. Both products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. That means Layla's here to help me answer your questions. Your questions come to radioprogram at AOL.com. Layla Buden is a master's degree nutritionist. Uh, she works with me on a daily basis, uh, helping patients uh, get their nutrition straightened out. And uh, she is also my uh, capable uh, cohort on the weekly Q&A with Layla. And she has her own podcast, which usually... Uh, posts on Fridays on Facebook mm-hmm. and Twitter. And so, um, welcome, Layla. How are you doing? Okay, Dr. Hoffman, how are you? Okay, but uh, this week, mm-hmm. before we get to questions, uh, we got to talk about the Delta Blues, the, oh, the Delta variant. Yes. Is, and so, uh, here's a little bit of uh, a musical accompaniment to the Delta Blues. This is authentic... Delta Blues. Mississippi Delta City Blues. Yeah, so Mm. let's hear it. Yeah, it's kind of sad. That's brilliant. That's great. We all got Uh the Delta Blues. We all got the Delta Blues. And it's getting us down. Yeah. The Delta variant. Circulating rapidly. Yeah. Now accounting for 80 plus percent of cases in the United States. Oh my. And it's more contagious. Yes, it's more transmissible. Yes. More transmissible. Mm -hmm. And it may be more serious. Mm. So, musical fade out. All right, let's take you're that. A good, you're a good producer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if this medicine thing doesn't work out. You know. Right. So anyway, um, the, well, you know, I, I hate that we have to keep talking about COVID. I long for the day where we don't have to talk about COVID, but we yeah. still have to talk about COVID. It, you know, it's almost as if our expectations were raised, you know, this summer mm-hmm. uh, as cases plummeted. And we thought, like, we're done with this. A lot of people have been vaccinated. A lot of people have had COVID. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it appears that uh, this is on the wane. Yeah. Uh, now, with the Delta variant, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a couple of things going on. You know, first of all, uh, we here in this practice have seen uh, some people 
who have had COVID yep. twice. Yes, yes, we And have. usually the second time is not as serious as the first time. The first yeah. time is very bad. The second time mm-hmm. is bothersome, can be yeah. pretty bothersome. Yeah. Uh, so having had COVID is no guarantee that you won't catch it again. Right. And so that's number one. Number two, uh, we're seeing people who've been vaccinated getting yes. COVID. And that's to be expected because yes. the vaccine's not 100% effective. Right. You know, it, it never was supposed to be 100% effective. Yes. And But it's troubling mm-hmm. that some people who've been vaccinated are coming down with COVID. Rarely are they getting very sick. Very rarely are they dying. Right. So it is reducing the severity of the COVID that they get. But yeah. They can get COVID. And they can still transmit it to other people, vaccinated or not. It, but it's it's unclear what this means mm. also. Now, the other thing is we're testing, 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 especially like at the Olympics and at, you know, baseball sure. and in sports. They're testing like sure. every day virtually. Mm-hmm. And people are coming up positive. So as was shown a couple of weeks ago, the Yankees, like seven Yankees, uh, ended up testing positive, but they weren't really sick. So and was it a PCR test that they took? Yeah. Oh, well. That's... And the PCR test, they, you know, it's been criticized because of the thresholds. Yeah are so sensitive yep. that you may detect the presence of some viral particles without it being actually a, you know, this, we talk about the number of cases. Yes. Well, there's this term case-edemic. Okay, we're case, seeing right. a lot of case cases, demics. but how significant are the cases, especially in people who've been, had COVID or have been vaccinated? Yeah. Uh, they may not be that, uh, tr- they, they may or may not be that contagious. We yeah. don't really know yet. Yeah. We don't know. So when they say... Um, okay, these vaccinated people, they're like typhoid Mary, stay away from them. There's some people, you know, I was, uh, mm. you know, talking to a patient who said, well, she's been, become a pariah because she's not vaccinated mm. and uh, she wants to, you know, kind of hang out for a while before she, you know, feels it's safe to take the vaccine. She's sure. not an anti-vaxxer, but she's concerned. She has mm-hmm. some autoimmune things. And so they, they won't even let her attend uh, like a family party. They, it, the invitation says vaccinated only. Terrible. So this is, and you know, this is going to be increasingly the drum roll to uh, exclude unvaccinated people because they may be very uh, contagious. Yeah. But that, you know, that isn't necessarily the case. Yeah, that's not uh, really scientific. Especially uh, if they are prudent yeah. and do not, uh, you know, if they get sick, then they're not going to go into public. Exactly. I, mean, I think yeah. we, what we've seen is a shift in attitudes. Is you know, Frank, I got to admit, I was you know one of these people who would power through a cold, you know, I'd go to work, sure. you know, and, and I, and I work with patients, I had a cold, mm-hmm. I had a cold, you know, mm-hmm. and I would like, uh, excuse myself, blow my nose. Right. And, you know, Me carry too. on. I've done that. But yeah. if I were to get sick now, yes, I would be very circumspect yes. about going out and I'd be very circumspect about I having agree. contact. I it's agree. changed my attitude entirely mm-hmm. because I, you know, if, and especially if I tested for COVID. But in the mm-hmm. first you know, few hours, yeah. you may not have access to the results of your COVID test. So you don't That's know that you, for all the world, you know, cold still exists without COVID. You That's know? true. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, there's also a, a, an absence still of effective conventional treatments for this that are really knockouts for this. Right. They're working on... Uh, there are several prospective uh, antiviral pills that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what about things like hydroxychloroquine? The, those are, the those usual are, therapeutics, ivermectin. Yeah, those are things that are being utilized, yeah. and some doctors are talking them up. Doctors yeah. in clinical practice 
who are using them extensively and feel that they work well. Mm -hmm. uh, ivermectin studies have been both pro and con. A recent ivermectin study was very positive, but it was withdrawn, mm. maybe under political pressure, maybe because there were some flaws in the methodology. It was an Egyptian study, but they, they actually mm. uh, uh, withdrew the study mm -hmm. because under pressure, because they saying you're going to take this, this wackadoodle thing, you know, ivermectin, but, you know, these relatively inexpensive drugs uh, suffer in comparison to much more profitable drugs made by big pharma that are yeah. new breakthrough drugs that will be very expensive. But, you know, we're hoping that they develop those because mm -hmm. that could be part of the answer. It's like, okay, if we have to live with COVID, at least we can be assured that people get very sick. They can take a pill yes. that will... Uh, rapidly reduce their, their symptoms. Right. So, right. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's uncertainty about, you know, what do we do for the fall plans? You know, people are planning trips. People are planning to go to conventions. People who are planning weddings. Will we be, will we be in the midst of another surge or not? Yeah. There's also now uh, reversals on masking. They're now saying that even vaccinated people need to mask. Oh, yes. If you get on the subway, the New York City subway, yeah. even if you've been vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask right. on public transportation. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, there are actually now edicts about uh, remasking, especially in certain cities. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's, it's, it's uncertain. It's also uncertain whether, you know, these measures are going to make a difference. And we actually have kind of a controlled experiment because we have like a more severe lockdown and masking requirements now in California mm. and in a comparable state in Florida, mm -hmm. uh, we're seeing a lot more freedom, but we're seeing a lot of cases in Florida. Yeah. But then the question is, um, you know, well, again, we're seeing cases, not deaths. Yeah. Number one. Uh, the other thing is, uh, uh yeah, yeah, deaths, there's a big difference between the rate of cases versus death, yes. the ratio. So there's a high, high amount of cases yep. with very low amount of deaths, right. as opposed to early on, yes. we didn't have a lot of testing. There were people dying and, you know, right. you didn't know what right. was going on. It was about, you know, taking care of overburdened health care and yep. ICU visits and all of that. However, uh, besides the cases, you know, masking up the way we all did, that also generated the changes in the virus because the virus wants to live. Right. So more locking down, more masking right. is going to create so, even other so strains of COVID. We're keeping point. it going. This is an interesting point, is that the argument for, part of the argument for vaccinating is that when you vaccinate, we can eradicate the virus and make sure it doesn't mutate. But there's an alternative argument, which is that the vaccination itself and the masking measures and all the measures we're taking to control it yeah. put some selection pressure on it. It's kind of like yes. you know, the dinosaurs became extinct because there was some kind of meteor climatic yeah. change, yeah. you know, uh, global cooling or whatever happened. Mm -hmm. And so it killed the dinosaurs. But under that selection pressure, there was a rapid evolution of mammals, which then became the more predominant uh, species. Right. Yeah, uh, And then... So you could you could actually argue with equal uh, scientific logic mm -hmm. that under the pressure of a certain vaccine that the this there's a powerful drive for viruses to want to for any human any to want to live it's survival life. nature wants it to live so so yeah. that, so that the the virus is now developing ways mm -hmm. 
to evade the protection of the virus. Yeah. So then the question is, will, there, will we need boosters while they're working on boosters? Yeah. Uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of questions. Yeah, it's more questions than answers. That's true, and and the same in the role of antibiotics. The more antibiotic use, the more now that, we have resistant strains. That makes it's sense. kind of the same thing, that right? That makes sense. Yes, a little bit of so again, you know, there. this is not an argument uh, against the the vaccine. No, but it's also um, I think, and then you know, they're they're making very. Uh, uh, the vaccine's not the end-all and be-all. This right. thing is going to keep recreating itself. Right. And and that, you know, when they use hyperbole, like, you know, the, the people who point out flaws with the vaccine are killing people. Well, okay, that's really... That uh, was really stupid. Yeah. I, coming I out so. of the White House. Yeah. That was just plain dumb. And inflammatory because it's, it's just going to get the backs up of uh, people who are vaccine-resistant. Sure. Because, sure. you know, it's the way you talk to, like, children, little children. It's like... You know, don't cross the street without looking. Why? Because you may get killed. <laughs> okay, that's how you talk to a, right. a small yeah, child. Yeah, a small child, yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know. So they get the message. Yeah, yeah, and you do. So, but uh, <coughs> I think that, uh, you know, we need a more nuanced approach to this and understanding what's, what's going on. Um, yeah. You know, and the... Um, yeah, it, it's a very mixed up time. It is. And there's a lot of uncertainty at the very time where we thought, you know, just a few weeks ago, we thought we'd be in a better place than now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and even in Japan, I mean, mm-hmm. the Olympics is an example of this. People are being disqualified because they test positive. Uh, they can't participate. The Japanese are absolutely petrified about, you know, the, the, having the Olympics in their country. There are more cases in Japan than ever, although there are very few cases still. Mm-hmm. But the Japanese have lagged behind in getting vaccinated, not because they're vaccine resistant. They just haven't gotten their hands on the vaccine. It's very right. strange for an advanced country. Yeah. The uh, mm-hmm. inequity of the distribution of the vaccines. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it's really going to be interesting to see how this pans out in a year or two. Uh, will COVID still be around? Will we be will be accommodating to COVID, will be, or will we still be in a crisis footing? Right. You know, because after a while, people just get tired of it. You yeah. Know, they, there's going to be COVID fatigue. People will say... People already have COVID fatigue. You know, do this, I'm not going back to social distancing. I don't care anymore. i got to yeah. live my life. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the masking thing, you know, it's, 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 it, you know, it's, it's getting in the way uh on the other hand, and it's dividing the populace too, because totally. you you get the people who are very very uh, following the the uh, most stringent regulations. You know, they're they're avoiding contact. They're not traveling. They're wearing masks all the time. Yeah. Uh, they're you know all that, and they and they've been vaccinated. Versus uh, you know a part of the populace who are saying um, enough already with this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm with the latter. Yeah, no, I, I know you're. All right, so all right, enough of this. Uh, let's get to questions. Some will be on COVID. Yes, some will. Yes. Some will. This is from Dina, Doctor Hoffman. I've taken every one of your recommendations over the past thirty years. I am the last person I ever expected to suddenly have high blood pressure in the one forties over nineties. Dina is eighty-one years old. Okay, so. Just stop for a minute here. Yep. Um, first of all, health 
is not entirely a merit system. Right. Okay. And uh, despite, you know, all these wonderful things that we do, you know, we take the supplements and we exercise and we sleep adequately and we eat a perfect diet, we think. Yeah. Um, stuff happens as you age. Yeah. The arteries tend to stiffen. Mm-hmm. How do we know that? Well, uh, most of it need reading glasses, right, past a certain age. Sure. Um, and that's the result of the stiffening yeah. of the material in the lens mm-hmm. that occurs with aging because the lens becomes less flexible and then you need glasses to correct it. Same with the arteries. Same with the arteries. Now, is it possible that there are circumstances beyond your control, like environmental pollution, you know, that you live and breathe in an environment that's not perfect? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, higher levels of lead or, or cadmium yeah. can raise blood pressure. Yeah. She has a calcium score of 80. She also has some degree uh, I mean, That's that great goes, for only for an eighty-one-year-old. You can happily, happily go to your grave at yeah. one hundred and ten with a score of three hundred. No Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, had a nuclear stress test a year ago. Passed with flying colors. Good. So when it registered in the one forties for a week, and also in my doctor's office, I was given twenty-five milligrams of hydrochlorothiazide. Right. Now I know that HCTZ is an anticholinergic. It's not. It's not. It's not. So, Dina, it's not because she was worried about was the risk of dementia. dementia. There's yeah. no relationship between HCTZ and mental acuity unless you so severely lower your blood pressure that you don't get enough blood to your brain. And that's yeah. a cause sometimes of what appears to be dementia or Alzheimer's disease in older people. They're over-medicated. They're simply not uh, perfusing their brain with yeah. blood yeah. and oxygen. Yeah. But, you know, and if you're so dehydrated that... But, but a little bit of hydrochloric yeah. what it does is it depletes magnesium mm-hmm. and it depletes potassium, so you've got to watch that. Over the years, I have been engaged in cognitive behavioral therapy, so I know I need to stop negative thinking. There's a clue. Ah, but I've had mild anxiety my entire life. Okay. Dina, you're 81. It's time to quit. What did it get you for your 81 years on the planet feeling mild anxiety? Mild anxiety. Did it help? You're going to live a long and help? miserable life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, did it help? Yeah. No, I mean, listen, fear fear is important, and, and fear informs us of danger, mm-hmm. of course. But when we're carrying it to, you know... It's like a broken mechanism. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can't walk around life with black cloud hanging over me all the time. Right. We can't do that. Yeah. And expect to prosper. And uh, so, one other component is hypertension is about hypertension, you know, that there's a sympathetic drive that can cause the blood vessels to constrict. So relaxation, breathing, yoga, tai chi, uh, qigong, Qigong, these are things that are great for people in their 80s um, to have an impact on the sympathetic nervous system. Absolutely. I would recommend tai chi. It's great for balance, too. Yeah. It's... uh, Tai Chi is like taking a Valium. I remember doing that back, it was back in the 90s. I had had an inner ear, I had labyrinthitis for a few months. Oh. Somebody told me to take up Tai Chi. Wow. Recover balance. Yeah. Wow. Not for, just to calm it all, just to help calm things down. Yeah. Besides to give up that coffee, the caffeine. Yeah. So that was something. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, we take a very, very, uh, you know, the vast majority of people say, I'm doing everything right. Mm-hmm. And then we sit down with them, we talk to them, and we, and we uncover maybe there's some things yeah. that they're maybe not doing yeah. right. Dina is doing everything right. But I'm really giving this. I, I'm really giving this to you in a nutshell. Everything she's written. She's oh. on a beautiful diet. She's taking 
magnesium, along with aged garlic, ubiquinol. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, she's doing good stuff. She's yeah. been listening to you, Dr. H, right. for 30 years. It's not entirely a miracle. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dina, you're doing everything right. And I guess... And be easier on yourself. Be because, easier on you yourself. Know, hey, look... I mean, some she's of, devastated. Has, you no, shouldn't no, no, be no, devastated. No, no, no. It's it's you know you know why she's devastated. She has actually she's a virgin when it comes to medication. Ah, and it's most people have that uh, first experience with some sort of health challenge sure. much earlier. Oh, sure. And so you know you in talk, their fifties and their sixties in their forties. You talk to some you know cheerful person in their their eighties or nineties, and they say, yeah. "Oh yeah, you know when I had my colon out in 1964." Yeah, and, you know, they, and then I had, you know, then I had uh, a stroke, and then I it's like, oh, they go through all these things. Yeah, speed bumps on their way to yeah. older age, which can be remediated. But if we want yeah. a completely perfect score, mm-hmm. we're going to be very disappointed. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Dina, the perfect is the enemy of the good. You're doing just fine. Yeah. You're doing just fine. Yeah. But pat yourself on the back. Pat okay. yourself on yeah. the back. Take a deep breath. Don't be anxious anymore. Let's take a deep breath and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity oh, to share this yes. vital message with you. So listen up. Here goes. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine continuing free resource to you. And now for another question. This is from Roger. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. I hope you can answer my question. I see many articles warning of the danger of low testosterone, yet they never specify whether they're referring to total testosterone or free testosterone. I'm a 70, I'm a 73 year old retired dentist in generally excellent health. My total T is at the high end of normal. However, my free T is below normal with the reading lower than the bottom number of the range. I've been told... So, hold on. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. you're, it's a little bit like uh, you're, you know, you go, you go to your to the cash machine and they say your balance is whatever, you know, $5,000, but your available balance is only $2,000. You say, yeah. well, but, that, but my money's in the bank, but it's not cleared yet. Yes. Uh, so the check what hasn't cleared, right? Yeah. So some check you deposit hasn't cleared yet. Mm-hmm. So the so your total testosterone is good, but the available and free testosterone yeah. is not up to normal. First of all, the seventy-three year old that is not a terrible situation. If you feel good, it doesn't yeah. have to be fixed. Yeah. Uh, there may be some advantages to it. Lower risk of uh, prostate cancer, for example. Yeah. Uh, so there, not a big problem. The other thing is, and the binding thing is called sex hormone binding globulin. It, yes. It gloms onto testosterone and makes it less available. Mm-hmm. That tends to rise as you age mm. uh, and makes it so that your free testosterone is less. 
Now, the other problem is, and I talked to a urologist about this once, is that the way they calculate your free testosterone is by measuring your total testosterone, your sex hormone binding globulin, and then doing a calculation. So it's not an accurate measure of your mm -hmm. free testosterone. It may be inaccurate. The, the best test is a direct measurement of your free testosterone, yeah. which is unusual. Uh, so mm -hmm. sometimes these tests are illusory. Uh, so ways to, to raise your free testosterone, you can lower your sex hormone binding globulin. Less yeah. testosterone will be bound up. How do you do that? Well, because um, Rogers has been told there's no way to do that. No, no, no there, is, there, there, there is. Yeah. Uh, one way is you know simply by uh, losing excess weight mm -hmm. because the fat cells aromatize. Yes. And when they aromatize, they make more estrogen, mm -hmm. and then that raises sex hormone binding globulin. Yeah. So less body fat will do that. Uh, the other way uh, is to uh, take cruciferous mm -hmm. vegetables or take supplements like mm -hmm. DIM. Uh, or calcium deglucurate, uh, which tend to lower the aromatization mm -hmm. uh, of uh, testosterone and estrogen. It gets converted to uh, yes. estrogen. Yes. And um, the other way is to uh, take chrysin, mm. which is an over-the-counter supplement that can uh, prevent the aromatization also, and okay. that that will lower sex hormone binding yeah. globulin. But you know, is it you know it's it's we're, we have uh, a um, we're looking for a solution to potentially a non-problem. Is there you know yeah. I would say this is necess not necessarily a problem. First yeah. of all, it's remarkable that a 73 year old 73 mm -hmm. yes. has has a, a, a relatively high or yeah. normal mm -hmm. total testosterone. That's unusual. Yeah, most older men have low testosterone. Right. So that that's already good. Yes, and he's wondering would supplemental testosterone be a benefit to no, me, no. even though my total number is normal and only the the free T. No, so. only if he wants to like punch holes in walls and you know go beat up and right. become a bully. Right, kind of. That's right. You know, it's too much testosterone. <laughs> right, that's funny. So uh, yeah, I mean they talk about grumpy old men. Yes, you know, grumpy old men are sometimes grumpy because they have low testosterone, but grumpy young men may have too much testosterone. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those Goldilocks things right, for mood. Right. Okay. Or aggressive, yeah. not grumpy, yeah. you know. Roger, best of luck to you. Okay. Yeah. So we we solved two non-problems so yeah. far. Uh, <laughs> two non-problems. All right. We're on a roll, so let's uh, quit while we're ahead for part one. Uh, looking forward to part two. Give us a preview of what we're going to talk about. What foods must what must I avoid when I have shingles, and what can I do to hasten the resolve? Oh, you wrote about that, so you I were, did. You yeah. will take yeah. that. Uh, that's like sometimes high. I take a radio pro program question and, and write about it's it. It's like a high hanging curveball to hit yeah. out of the park for you. Yeah. So do it uh, in part two. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. <laughs>